Nobody likes us, we don't care It's South London, it's crazy over there Nobody likes us, we don't care Welcome to the jungle, there's lions out here Okay, good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to episode three of the Mill Premier League Kicks podcast. Uh, introductions, me, Tom Roll. Uh, Gary Otim, Kicks uh, Community Development Officer. And I'm Deja Shalada, Chatton FC. Love that, love that. Dej, I've got to ask you a really important question before we get going. It's probably the most important of this whole chat. Do you have a song at Charlton? And if you do, can you give us a rendition? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do. I do have a song. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna sing it. Trying to do What did I make you sing when you joined the club? Yes. What did I? What did I make you sing when you joined? Um. So you know you do initiations, isn't it? Like, yeah. Yeah. Whole group thing. And um, what did I do? I done. I think I done. What did I do? I think I done T Pain. Is it T Pain? Yeah. Yeah. And T Pain and Lily Allen. Five o'clock in the morning. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, yes, Dej. Is that you? Yeah. Okay. It's R and B vibes. All right. Cool. I like that song. Really <laughs> what? Um. What's the worst initiation you've seen, Dej? The worst one. Like rock, proper rascal. I'm talking like that type of yeah. I'm trying to think. I see. I see some pretty bad ones, but no one's being picked. I mean, um, probably. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, but I've, I've seen some bad ones. Right? The calibre's that bad. It's that vast. Yeah, but Fair enough. Yeah, but I've seen some very, very good ones as well. Like, <laughs> thinking, wow. like performer. Is there any, um, are, are there any, like, recordings of your vocals, Dej, that we can see from your initiation? Um, I think, yeah. I think Johnny Williams and one of them players. Like, <laughs> like, but you know who was very good? You know who was very good? That rumble at Wimbledon. Um, you know Liam Trot? Yeah, Trot. Yeah. Yeah, so he just signed as well. Me and him signed the same season. And then he signed literally, like, I'm talking, like, a couple of days later, whatever it was. And then, um, like, he was quiet for the whole time. Quiet, quiet, Yeah, quiet, yeah, quiet. yeah. Initiation, he just blew up. Like, I'm telling you, started dancing. <laughs> literally you got dancing. a spot can. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> everything, like, it was flames. <laughs> now you've got, to love, you've got to love the initiation. So, like, yeah, Dej, thanks for, thanks for joining us. Um, really, really appreciate it. For those that don't know the T, I think we should state, yeah, T. See, I think we should state that this is our second attempt. Yeah. We have to let them know. We have to tell them. It's fine, yeah. but we have to tell them. We have to tell them it's our second go. Thanks, guys. I think Dead. I think uh, it's no one's fault, by the way. It's no one's fault. It's no one's fault. Yeah, yeah. So, so we're not, any, no, we're not going to say anything about who who's at fault because there's no one at fault. Yeah. Like, this is our second attempt. Um, so obviously we're thankful to Dead for coming back because obviously he doesn't have to be here. Um, but obviously he's affiliated to the Kicks program, and he, obviously he's got good relations with, with Tom and myself. So obviously yeah. we want to thank you for for your time again, as, as always. And uh, um, I think Tom was definitely going to ask you this, but I'll, I'll go ahead and sit. How how are you coping with yeah. COVID nineteen, and um, just how how has that affected your general lifestyle since since it started? Um, Tuberus has been okay. Like obviously the first, I said the first couple of weeks were a bit tough because obviously you kind of just in your house, kind of locked down, kind of thing. Mm. Everyone support everyone, but now I feel like I kind of got a routine. I'm kind of like used to the whole like 
staying within your own little circle in terms of like keep it and try to prevent the spread kind of thing, innit? But the whole situation is crazy, but listen, everyone's got to deal with it and everyone's just got to find a balance and where that works for them, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, fit, physically, Dej, how are you feeling? I know you've been working hard, you work hard anyway, but uh, are you on top of it? Are you ready to go for Project Restart or whatever they're calling it nowadays? Like, are you ready to go? Yeah, I'm feeling good, you know, I'm feeling good. They got us some tough... Tough program. I can't even lie. The program's crazy, but um, what they got you doing? What they got you doing? Like they got to do us like thirty second long like strides, then like fifteen second rest, then thirty seconds again. You got to do it, like eight times, then you rest, then you mm. do it, like, eight times, then you rest, and you got to do a hundred and ten meters or something like that in like twenty seconds, then rest ten seconds. It's mad. Like it's crazy. Do you know what I mean? Mm. But um, no, like, as I said, I'm feeling, I'm feeling physically very strong. Do you know what I mean? I'm feeling strong. Obviously, um, I didn't have a I didn't have a long preseason as well, so to obviously have a break for me to obviously get my body right was good for yeah, me. Yeah, well. true. Yeah, just, just to let out when you were explaining that my hamstrings and my Achilles started to twinge. I just want to throw <laughs> that out there. Um, hey, listen, it's not easy, you know. I'm not joking. It's nah. crazy. It's crazy. Some of the work is crazy, man. But hey, move, man. It's got to be done. Nice. No, um, how, how have you? Um, I mean, obviously, I know we, we've we've spoken anyway, sort of um, out of here. But like, you know, what's what, what's the consensus? Is everybody sort of in the same boat? Are people wanting to get going, or is everybody a little bit? What what is it? What's it like? Um, the majority of the boys, I think, every, I think everyone's in the same boat. You, everyone says that. Like, Listen, we want to get the season played. Mm. Obviously, everyone wants to play football, isn't it? But of course, it's more of a thing where we want to make sure that we're safe and we're not going to come home to our families and potentially put them at risk by obviously catching something from someone else. So mm. they can't guarantee that. And I don't believe it's something that they should jump into. Do you know what I mean? No, I agree. Them, they're going to look after the players because ultimately we're the ones that are going to be playing and, and everyone involved is potentially going at risk and they're going home back to their family. So, mm. so I feel like they need to really think about that and then um, obviously move from there. Yeah, yeah no, for sure. For sure. No, and it, ma- it makes sense. And I think. We'll bring it back all the way round to the start. Um, Dej, tell us about growing up in Bermondsey and, and you know, being a surrounded by so many sort of prominent areas, you know, sort of like New Cross, Peckham and, and all that. What, what what was it like growing up on the manor? It was good for me, you know. It was dope. I can't even lie. I loved it, man. I loved it. Like, I've always lived in Bermondsey, but um, I chilled quite a lot in Oaken Road. Yeah. A lot of my friends on that side of the border. Also, I had friends in different areas as well, so um, but I didn't really branch out to them. Oaken Road was the first that I went. And then, um, but obviously, yeah, man, now, nah, man, the whole, the whole Bermondsey South London thing makes you grow up quick, innit? Do you know what I mean? Like, it's a very tough area. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. So you got to have, you got to have a bit about you, really, innit? Otherwise, you get walked all over. So, um, no, nah, I say you help me grow up massively. Yeah. What was that's the that's what? interesting one where you said, um, sorry, T. No, go on, that's go on, go on. Where you said, you know, you need a bit of character to sort of survive. Yeah. Um, without going into too much detail, what, what is it about South London that, that makes you say that? that you, what, do you, what is it that you need to, to sort of get by living in this area? Um, I feel like you just got to, I feel like whatever it is that, you, whatever it is that is your field, you got to kind of like, kind of like take time to try and master that or try and like have a bit of presence about you when you're obviously doing whatever it is you're doing. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Because a lot of, I feel like down south there's a lot more character than there is in east, north, or whatever it is, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? And I feel like everyone, like, as in, it even goes as far as football, that like, everyone wants to be the best and everyone's kind of like, wants to like show how flashy they are in terms of like on the pitch and like skillful they are. So I think you've got to obviously just man up in that respect. Yeah, definitely. Dej, how, how important would you say your like your friendship group and your and your close knit network have been in terms of just this your not even just your professional development but your personal development? Oh, massive, man. Massive, massive, completely. 
completely myself because I feel like my little circle, we're like a family kind of thing. Yeah, we're mm. not each other friends. You know what I mean? Like, there's, a, there's like a small little group, and obviously we um we've grown up together, and that's so obviously we all know each other in and out. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, it's crazy, man. Cause obviously, they will have ideas, and they all like do different things as well. Like, some of them do coaching, some of them play football, some of them in IT, some of them do different stuff. And so, obviously, whenever yeah. everyone comes together in the group chats, it's just different ideas from different places how we're going to benefit each other. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, always, we're always learning as well. You know what I mean? And the age, the ages vary from like thirty something to like down to like twenty one, innit? So yeah, yeah. The experience for like, the whole group. Loads of experience. Yeah, we can, we can, yeah, I love that. Yeah, we yeah. can definitely testify for that in terms of your friendship group and your, how tight-knit you guys really are even if dead you're up in Cardiff or you're you're not, you're not here um there's still that togetherness that we see from a, from an outsider's perspective which is really really nice to see um and it kind of make it kind of fits into sort of what the kicks program is about as well because obviously you guys are all part of it and still are to this day and that's kind of what kicks is about for me is that it's a, that tight-knit close family and like your friendship group that you know the you Hassan's the victors and so on that that reminds me of that very much so so it's nice to see um just to go on to sort of some football talk how did you how did you get into football when did you start playing when did you know you were going to be a, a professional footballer like, so i mean to say when did you know you when did you feel like i'm dead and i'm i'm good at football um i'll say from like primary school i'll say my first my first introduction to football was um Waterloo fc Obviously, um, there was a guy that worked for the school at the time was Desmond, and he took me to a club called Waterloo FC with the manager Arnold Reynolds in it. And yeah, we're like we're well known down south, obviously for producing players. Mm. Quite a few players have come through there, and then um, obviously I done really well there. We went like three years unbeaten or something crazy like that, and then um, obviously we folded. But then I thought it was a crazy one because I thought I thought to myself, you know what, yeah, like I'm gonna play football somehow, or I want to play football somehow, but I don't yeah. know how I'm gonna do it because yeah. I didn't like I didn't obviously come from an academy kind of well. From like under nines or anything like that. Obviously, mm-hmm. I went to college when I was um 16, SFX. Yeah. And then I was playing for the college team. We won a couple of trophies. They were done well. And then um, I was captain of that team. And then obviously I was gonna leave to go um Cambridge, Cambridge United. Yeah, yeah. But I'm playing as a striker, innit? You get me? And then um and then I'm literally Bags, some man. guys saw me playing there. Some guys saw me playing there, like for like some trial open game thing. I wasn't even gonna go to the game. That's the maddest thing. But my mum told me go away. So I went. <laughs> and, um, some guy shall be playing there, and then he just said, Yeah, boom, you know what? I'm gonna take you Cardiff, Tommy Cardiff. And then like, after four days, they were like, Listen, we want to take you. And I was like, Oh, wow, crazy. What was it like? Yeah, what was it like? Sort of, um, okay, you've been told you're going on trial with, with Cardiff for a 17 year old. Um, that's still quite a daunting experience. How do you handle the, the pressures, I guess, of going on trial? If there are any pressures, I guess everyone handles that differently. How do you think you handled that? Um, I think at 17, I handled it like very well, you know. Like, I didn't really, I didn't really let it phase me too much in it. Like, I knew I was going in there and I was thinking, now that I've stepped into this building, I ain't coming out. Yeah, it's right. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm not leaving this place. The maddest thing is, I didn't even know Cardiff was in Wales. <laughs> that, that's you know what? <laughs> like, I didn't even know. Like, I didn't even know. So just, yeah, love that. Like, love that. Yeah, yeah. I didn't even know. But obviously, I was just like, you know what? Yeah, like, like, I ain't coming out, innit? Like, they're a professional setup. I think they were a championship at the time. Like, we ain't coming out, innit? And mm. the have done very well. But, um, obviously, the whole idea of being on trial is not nice, innit? Because, obviously, you got to impress mm. me for, like, every day someone's watching you. Yeah, yeah. But I didn't, really, I didn't like, um, let it affect me at the time. I just thought, you know what? I'm here now, so, boom, let's go, innit? Do you get me? And mm. then, I think I've done really well. 
Where did that mentality come from, Dej? Like, what, what, obviously, you know, I love that, you know, just that winners, that hunger. So is that, is that something that sort of, um, that's just developed over the years? Is, is that just the upbringing? What, where, where does that come from? Where, where does that resonate from, that, that, that attitude? I think that comes come, come from everything that I've been through in general, you know. Mm. Like obviously, growing up in Oak and Road, especially, you've got to be tough and you've got to have resilience about you. Yeah, and yeah, If I bring it back to the Kicks programme as well, Obviously, we start, I started off very young in there, do you know what I mean? And then obviously, I used to play older as well. So, yeah. and the older boys are very competitive. I'm talking like you'll see best friends fighting on the pitch, like, do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah. The, as soon as the football's finished, like the best friends again, like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, obviously, that can be mm. like, a competitive mind, thought, and process, really. That's where I think I developed it, like growing up young in the South London area. Do you, do you think that like, we're, we're losing a little bit of that in the game now with the new generations coming through? Is there, do you think the resilience levels are, are, are still? sort of as, as prominent and, and as high as, as sort of your generation or do you think it's just an, an, an ever-changing world? What's, what's your take on that in terms of players you're seeing? Um, I think it's ever-changing. I don't think it's... I don't think everyone's as as mentally tough as mentally tough now as they were okay. back in the day. Just in terms of the way, obviously, the way you speak to each other and stuff like that and the way things are handled differently. Like, like mm. as in, if you talk to any old player, they'll probably tell you that, yeah, the changing room, like the manager will speak to them like anyhow kind of thing, and you just got to deal with it. Yeah. Got to go out and perform then. But obviously now, I think a lot more managers are more cautious the way they speak. And obviously mm-hmm. the way they handle the players are a lot more sensitive these days, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? So okay. I yeah. think I think they deal with their own pressures. Like for example, there's a lot more social media now than there is back then, isn't it? Mm-hmm. But obviously mm-hmm. there's just different skills in it. Yeah, I was going to say that. Like I was going to say, do you think there are different pressures? which require different types of mental resilience. So even though in one aspect, um, oh yeah, they're not as resilient in the changing room or around the manager, they're having to do with other things that are sort of affecting their lives. So, yeah. Yeah, 100%, man. The social media thing's massive, man. Like, I'm talking, you can be the best player one week and the worst player next week, do you know what I mean? Like, so you just got to kind of take it a pinch of salt. And obviously that's hard to deal with as well, especially if you're active on the gram or, or like Twitter and them things there. Like, do you know what I mean? If you see that stuff, it's not nice to see, but... Mm. I was going to say that, Dej. How, how do you deal with that? How do you, so? What, what's your take on sort of like? How do you use social media? Do you actually manage it, or does like some some of your team manage? Like, what, what happens? And do you how does it? How, how do you shut it out from your life and stop it affecting you? Um, yeah, like so basically, I got like a, I got a little group of friends who kind of like who kind of deal with it. Obviously, like I'm on there here and there, but I'm not really on it that much. Nah, and then they just tell me like, oh, like, and they'll just tell me, yeah, listen, like, um they'll post something or whatever, they'll look after it for me kind of thing. Nice. But obviously, um, in terms of like dealing with the negativity and the positive stuff, and I don't really watch it too much, you know what I mean? Okay. Like, when you get, um, when you get at it and stuff like that, obviously you see the stuff there, it? but obviously, because mm. sometimes it's so much, you can't really see everything, so you kind of just leave it there. Like, yeah, if you know you've played well, like, if you know you've played well, don't really need validation from other places to know you've played well. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know you've played bad as well, like, you also don't want to be seeing someone cane you in it, so there's no point of looking True. for something that's going to bring you down, do you know what I mean? Because literally, I have to go again. You might have to go again in two days, isn't it? and if you're all feeling feeling your feelings, there's no mm. point in that going to benefit you. Do you know what I mean? You might just focus on what is that going to do. Was 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 there a, a particular? Has there been a particular period, Ed, like in your professional career, where um, social media has taken a bit of a, a, a hit at you? Is, was there any specific time, or is it just been as you said? Yeah, you've just dealt with it. You've boxed clever, and you've just sort of got on with it, or you know, um, it doesn't really it doesn't really affect me too much. But I'd say probably my last year at Wimbledon. Okay, yeah. Um, obviously, I was captain of the team at the time. Obviously, yeah. I had a bad injury as well. Yeah. But um, obviously, the fans didn't really know that because obviously, I didn't really want it out there like that. So, they didn't really know that. Mm. And obviously, um, 
like I was missing games and they thought that obviously I was kind of sacking it off because of I didn't potentially move in the summer when obviously but that whole thing kind of blew up kind of thing. Mm. So, but it wasn't even like that. I was just I was just really bad. I was really injured, and then obviously I was playing with it at the time. Yeah, but I wasn't I wasn't benefiting myself or the team in it. So I thought, listen, I'm gonna take a step back. Cool. And I had um, like numerous scans and the scans were like, listen, I don't know how you played with it that long anyway. Like you should have been out a long mm. time ago. So, and obviously, listen, like the fans are on me a little bit there. Obviously, they thought I didn't care, but that wasn't the case at all. It? But listen, you just gotta take it. And obviously, now like, I don't really I don't really care too much about it. Nah, nah, you love that. I'm going to take it back a bit, gents, if you don't mind, T. If you don't mind. Um, Zari, you kind of touched on it earlier where you were talking about sort of growing up in South and then playing football in South. You need a bit of a bravado, a bit of a showmanship about you. Um, What was it like for you playing football in the area? And what what is it that you think makes South London such a, a place where players are just coming through the area? I mean, you could go back to sort of the Ian Wrights, Rio Ferdinands, all the way now through to sort of the Lookmans and the Jaden Sanchez. What is it about this area that, that produces footballers? No, South London just... South London's where it's at, isn't it? That's what it is. You know what I mean? Like, I'm talking... <laughs> I'm talking... Yeah, yeah. Everyone, um, like, watches videos of, like, the man that are, like, amazing. You have the ball masters, like, the Ronaldinho's, to get me. Like, they watch them, man. They watch the Ronaldinho, they watch Ronaldo's, they watch the players, the Robins, the players that can dribble and the players that have got a bit of bite at the minute. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. If you look at the top, they've all got some form of personality in it. I mean, they're not, 100%. Like, kind of, yeah, yeah. They're all, like, very, like, they're all very, like, they feel themselves in it, do you get me? And I feel like down south, everyone does that. Because when you're playing games, or when you're playing with your friends or whatever it is, or even, a, like, little, little tournaments, stuff like that, Everyone's gonna be running at you, dribbling here, like trying to embarrass you, kind of things. You know yeah, I mean? so yeah, true, like, true. Yeah, 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 yeah. Be able to hold your own, be able to show that yeah, you can like yeah, you can mix it, and you can also do your own in it. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, it's kind true. of I believe that London is like the show part of London. In it, do you know what I mean? Like, as in, like everyone's kind of everyone's got that feeling that everyone's got that swagger. Should I say? No, I agree with that. But what, why, why do we think it is South London, though, Dej? Is it something about the? Is, is it is it the environments in particular? Is it all I don't know? Is it is it the the, the social demographics? What what, what 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 is it? Is it the ball calls? I don't know. What is it, boys? I don't know. Um, I don't actually know as well. You know, I just feel like I just feel like I just feel like obviously I've never lived in north, west or east or whatever, so true. I don't really know. I don't really know how to get down of it. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But that's true. That's true. Everyone. I literally just feel like everyone just kind of feeding themselves, and that's literally what it is, isn't it? Like everyone yeah. kind of like, I don't know, man. Like it's a bit of a weird one. I don't it's really know how to answer yeah, that. Yeah, you know, yeah. really, but I just know, I know, I know, I know what I mean when I say it. Do you get yeah, I, mean? I know, I know. I was, I was exactly the same when we were speaking with Adam. Do you remember, guys? He said it. He, he said it. I thought was it you guys, and I was just like, I don't know. I, I can't give you an answer. Like it's just, it's just South London. Well, it's, it's, I think I think there's so much to it, boys. I think there's so much to it. There's not one answer. I think yeah, you yeah. argue there's definitely the ball court environment where there's no space. You have to be think quickly, react quickly. I think it's obviously the types of people that are growing up in these areas are multicultural. You're getting loads of different types of personalities, which then impacts how people yeah. play football. And you pick yeah. up different things from different people when you adapt it to your game. I think it's the fact that these areas aren't necessarily the most pleasant places to live in at times. So you need resilience, character, um, mental strength. And that shows in the football as well, where you're saying, this is my ball, not yours. I'm going to take on five, six, seven, eight, nine, man. Dubs you and score. But the same five, ten other people are still trying to do the exact same thing to you as well. And I think all of those things combine to make what, what we see in, in a lot of the players that come through today. 
I also, I think a lot of these guys maybe haven't been playing football at Sunday League football where they've been, or academy where they've been coached to do yeah. this and do that and do this. They're literally playing off the cuff 100%. And, and playing how they see football to be played rather than how they're told to be played. And I think all of that combines to make what we see today. Don't know. I feel, like, I feel, like, I feel, like, I feel that like that was a massive comment as well, you know, guys. And I feel like that helped me massively when I was going into Cardiff, obviously, because obviously when I went in there. Like, I was all about dribbling. Like, I used to be a proper good dribbler before, you know? Like, I remember, bro. Like, 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 you still really got it there, I've seen you. I've seen your little weaving runs. I've seen it. I've seen it. I've seen, I've seen it. I play fullback and I got it, but I play seven and a half. It's mad. I ain't got it no more. When I went into Cardiff, I just believed that like, I was different to what they had. Do you get what I'm saying? And obviously, I've done very well. So, like, in fact, my first session, I was so bad. I remember. I'll never forget that one. I was so bad. And then um, I literally went home, studied, studied fullbacks and that. And then I just literally came back, like, banging off again. But, um, mm. yeah, I was different to what they had. Like, obviously, they were all coached. They could all do, like, the one touch, find the corner stuff, all that stuff. And I was just dribbling past all of them. So, literally, there was just different. So, obviously, yeah, yeah. Touch, I that, the dribbling stuff, I feel like you kind of grow with that. Like, and, obviously, I thought like that helped me play in, like, street football all the way until 17. And I think that's why today you see a lot of clubs are now coming into the area. Mm. building up development centres and they've got their scouts in the area. You've got Norwich scouts based in London now to pick up the, the next talent. Yeah. Um, obviously, Jalang is a great example of someone that got picked up a bit later on. Jalang Jayatimi, who's now spending on loan. That's why they're here, to pick up these boys because they're a bit different to what's maybe up there in, in North or further beyond. 100% because I hear that completely. I hear that completely. I think... Um... Also, Dej, I, I want to just like quickly touch on professional sessions, Dej. What's, let's talk about the fine margins, because I think, again, every player wants to be a professional. Every young boy, that's their aspiration, or most young boys and girls, sorry. Um, what's it like, Dej? What are the professional sessions like? Talk to, talk to us about the fine margins in the, you know, the, 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 the sessions with the ball, the sessions without the ball. Like, what, what is it? To, what do you have to do to get to that level? Um, it's just repetition, isn't it? Like, repetition, repetition, repetition. The little things that I would say some of my friends playing like street football or Sunday league football mm. take for granted at the top level or in the football yeah. professional environment. It's more like it's detail, 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 detail to the point of how you control the ball so your touch goes forward rather than back. Yeah. Depending on where your opponent is, little things like where you pass the ball to a player so they can turn, so they can receive it. Because on the pitch, sometimes it gets really tight, even though it may seem big. True. When they're playing against really tight, so little things like just defending, how to defend, what to show them, dealing with different things. Like the attention to detail in the professional game is second to none, do you know what I mean? But yeah. then again, there's a lot more financial lenience and leverage to do that. True. And so the league doesn't really that kind of money to, to put that time into it, do you know what I mean? But the yeah. attention, you're right, 100% attention to detail is crazy. What what about the physicality, Dej? Like, cause I think people, I think they, they don't appreciate the, how, how tough and how hard it is for you boys. Like, can you just give a bit of insight to how different it is, you know, in terms of the step up in level, in terms of what you're expected to do on the ball, off the ball, and, and obviously outside of your, your, your main like, uh, contacts with training and all that stuff as well? Yeah, no, the physical, the physical side of it is mad. Like, and it's just getting harder and harder and harder every time because obviously the game's getting faster. Mm. Players are getting more stronger and everything and everyone's doing everything they can now because they know that obviously the game's getting faster, should I say. Mm. Obviously, I've run with my friends who aren't professional sometimes, and they're very fit boys as well, innit? Mm. And obviously, when they do the sessions, they'd be like, bro, you not do that? And then I'd be like, yeah, we do that. And then we have to go and play football again. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, so that's that, nice. legs feel, Your legs feel heavy, your legs feel tired. So, for example, that session I just mentioned earlier, you'd have to do that 
maybe with a ball as well, do you know what I mean? And obviously yeah. when you're tired, you obviously think about the ball and that obviously makes you even more tired. So yeah. Physically demanding, but again, like obviously I've been doing it for a while now, so my body's kind of my body's used to it, but it's not um it's definitely not easy. No, it's ridiculous in fact. How, how long are the sessions, Dej? Sorry, guys. How long are the, your, your, your set? How long is an average session? Like, for example, we won't talk about a cool down session, like a I don't know session on a Monday morning with Gaffer. Like, what? How, how long is it, and what does it entail? Um, so normally the sessions like they would they would depend on the weekend, like if you played or whatever it is. But normally I'll say the sessions are about on the pitch. They're normally about about an hour and a half. Okay. Prior to that, um, you'd obviously do like a like a rehab session that will probably last about 30 minutes to 20 minutes okay and then um after the session hour and a half you normally do like a gym session and then um, okay. obviously that like, basically oh. okay yeah nice no, um have you got any got any points on that bit on that bit guys about the the the, the sessions and all that stuff yeah just out of interest um I'm going to put you on a on a spot, just a, a tad. Who oh, is no, the no. in terms of sessions on sessions? Like, who would you say um, are the best coaches you've worked with in terms of just enjoying the sessions you've been in? Um, I probably say I'll say I'm trying to think. Maybe put on fortune, put on fortune session. Okay. Okay. South Africa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Well, like sessions. And um and to be fair, Lee Boyer and Jane Jackson sessions are very good as well. Mm, yeah. They're very, very good sessions, you know what I mean? But um just trying to think What about. is it for players that makes a session enjoyable? Because obviously you tend to hear small keep balls, possessions and stuff like that, like looking mm. after the ball and that's what players from what I see you say they enjoy. But from your perspective, what is it that you makes a session enjoyable as a professional? Um, for me, it's like um, I think the keep ball, the keep ball in the games is, is listen. Every player wants to play keep ball in games, isn't it? You know? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah <laughs> I feel yeah. like I feel like if it's like the competitive sessions are the ones I enjoy the most, isn't it? And obviously, uh, working with them guys, it was all about competition and moving it quick and obviously fast thinking, isn't it? and they're the ones where mm. you can move in it. So that's so those are the ones that I say I enjoy the most. Right, yeah, Dez, I'm just going to take you back. So, like as a as a young player now, you let's say you're at Cardiff. Um, what is it like for you? You're trying to break into the first team, and you're getting sent on loan from sort of club to club. How do you deal with that sort of mental strain of trying to break through at your at your actual club? But you know you've been sent on loan here, and you've been sent on loan there. And how do you cope with that? Um, the fair for me it was exciting, you know. Obviously, it was exciting, man. Like, I just thought, listen, I'm getting a chance to go play now. Yeah. Get me? Like, obviously, they don't think I'm going to play now. All right, cool. Let me go out there. Let me show them that I'm ready in it. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, I think you got to have that mentality, man. you got to have that kind of, like, that kind of, like, pizzazz, if you want to call it. Mm. If you want yeah, to yeah, it. for sure, man. But, um, yeah, no, it is tough, though, because, obviously, you go from, for example, you go from Cardiff. I went to Newport. And obviously Cardiff had like everything in terms of like facilities mm. and Newport didn't have much, even though Newport was a great loan for me, mm. didn't have much yeah, in it, so you learn to yeah. appreciate it as well. Yeah. Uh, what other loans did you have? You you had AFC Wimbledon, Sheffield Wednesday. Yeah. Um, what was your most enjoyable loan, shall I say then? What was your most enjoyable loan? Um, so I went on loan to Newport, AFC Wimbledon, Gillingham, Sheffield Wednesday. I'll probably say my most enjoyable, my most enjoyable, it's a tough one, cause every, um, the FC Wimbledon one was very good when I went on loan because I won mm. a, um, 
I won a few awards there as well. Yeah, you did. I won a loan there for like half a season and won. I won. I won a few trophies, so that was good. But I'll say Dillingham first season, probably, before I got called back to Cardiff, that was probably the most enjoyable because we were, we were, like, top of the table. Yeah. We were flying, and obviously everyone thought we'd get promotion. But obviously, um, obviously, um, I got called back to Cardiff, kind of killed momentum a little bit, and then we kind of just fell out the playoffs that first season. Mm. We had a very good team. We had, like, we had Valley Deck and Ryan Jackson. We had John Eager and them stuff. Good players, good quality. Very good quality. What was... um. What what was it like last um, last year, Dej? Like around it, around sort of the you know the the the, the promotion, well, season before, sorry, like the promotion and all and all that as as a player from from your perspective. What, what was it like? No, it's amazing. When you're like, I say, when you're chasing promotion, or when you feel like, oh, the team could possibly do that, there's a great buzz around the area, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? Mm. You have a good buzz of the hold. Or training ground, should I say? But obviously, when you're at the bottom, it's all like it's horrible, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? It's yeah, yeah, well, scrap. different kind of. It's harder, I'll say it's definitely harder when you're in a scrap because obviously you start doing things, start overthinking when you're playing as well. Do you mm. know what I mean? Obviously, when you're up there, you're kind of just doing things off the cuff and everything seems to work. Yeah. But obviously, when you're down the bottom, obviously, like you start to think more and then things ain't working out like they normally do. And then obviously, that's when you got to have that resilience and kind of have that, that kind of experience and maturity to kind of just do the right things and get out of it. Yeah, I think a lot of it comes from just the momentum, like what you said at the top. I think, you know, hard, hard work, hard work obviously breeds more luck, I've always said as well. Do you know what I mean? And I just think it's a little bit easier to sort of continue that, that momentum. When you're down the bottom, it's like you're under the microscope, isn't you? Scrutiny, everything. Do you know, there's no room for error. So, yeah. It's like every you know. mistake you make that's punished. It's like every mistake you make that's punished, literally. Whereas when you're at the top, it's like you can make the maddest mistake. I'm talking one on one, and then somehow they'll sky it or something. That's the yeah, kind of yeah, 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 yeah. Nice, yeah, literally. Kicks you can get, actually, no, kicks you get slaughtered if you've done that as well, actually, in fairness. Oh, for real. No, no, no kicks is my job, man. You can't you take get, place you get hammered. Back, so, yeah, back, back onto the, the kick side of things, Dead. What, like, you know, what, what, were your, what were your best experiences at kicks, or was it just, just was it just, you know, the, the, week, the weekly sessions, just being with the boys and just, the high intensity and just like you know, what what were you? What was the standout experience for you or experiences? No, I say being with the boys was was amazing. But I say the standout for me was a Saturday, my Saturday mornings. Like when I, was, I think I was like fourteen at the time. Yeah. The Saturday mornings, like the caliber. When I was playing with the older at the time, the caliber players were crazy, man. Like I'm talking crazy. Yeah. And obviously, like they took a lot. So for me, like I was, in, I was really enjoying it. Mm. And then like, nah, man, the sessions were crazy. Like I was with Steve, I think it was Steve Rogers. Yeah, the and old then, um, boy, Mr. Rogers, uh, yeah, the old boy. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. crazy, man. I love them. I say that's my I say that's probably my most enjoyable time. So I'm doing probably my life in fact. And you know what? On, on that note, there, just before we have to stop for the uh, the end of the um the 40 minutes, I just wanna just bring us all back to a, a certain date. I've been going through my phone at a calendar, so that's why I've been looking down. There, do you want to ask you a quick question? So um on Tuesday the eleventh of May. 2010, do you know where you should have been? Villa Park with the boys for kicks. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, I missed it. I wish I went. I've seen the pictures. I wish I went, man. I wish I... Oh, oh, I should have gone, man. Do you know what? Boys, obviously, we, we always talk about it, but yeah, when we was talking with Hassan Vic, we were just saying, listen, if we, if we had you and we had Chan Kwan on that day, Oh mate, the one it, 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 Dej, I'm telling you, now, it'll be on in the Lion Centre above the. Oh. Dej, you killed us. Hey, I don't care about Cardiff, Dej. You killed us. You killed us, mate. <laughs> well, the boys, done, hey, the boys done well. They still won it, man. The they did well. 
they did do well to get to the they final. They should have won it, man. Yeah. They should have won it, man. When you look at the players that were there, they should have won it, man. Yeah, definitely. definitely. No, no, but then, you know what's so ironic? The day when we needed Vic to tackle, he didn't want to tackle. Do you know what I mean? That, that... <laughs> a, a little hasn't like killed him about that all the time. Like, they still do, to this day. We never let him rest. We never let him rest. Tackle. I don't know why I didn't want to do it properly. So, Dej, you touched on it earlier, sort of, you started off at right back. Um, you've played centre, then you've got middle centre and a half, you've played CDM as well, you've played left back. Um, what requirements are needed for you to be able to play in so many different positions? And do you think that in today's game, it's a necessity to be versatile? I feel like it helps massively to be versatile in today's game, because loads of different managers and different teams play different formations in it, so you can't necessarily yeah. tie yourself down to one position. Like sometimes you'll even see, for example, a Bemiang who will probably say he's a striker playing out on the left or playing out on the right or whatever it is. Mm. And players have to obviously fit into different systems as well because obviously ultimately the team is more important. Mm. But um, yeah, no, you have to be able to understand different positions. Like for example, when I play fullback, it's a different kind of fitness than it is to play centre half. A centre half is more like it's more like it's more just it's more like kind of side to side movement, punch in, punch out kind of thing. Whereas fullbacks more longer runs and longer lungs kind of thing. Mm. Even similar to um, centre mid, like when I played DM as well, it's like a constant. Like slug, you know what I mean? Like you're on the move constantly, you know? and again, that's different. Where a centre half, you're more like you kind of stop still as well. So yeah. different, yeah, different positions require different kind of fitness types. You know? But luckily, because I'm a fit boy, I believe I'm quite fit. I can mm-hmm. obviously slot into them, them different areas quite well. Out of interest, then, because you mentioned formation. So, as a centre back, what is the difference between playing in front of a two, so like the pivot? Mm. And then you've playing in front of a four-three-three, so like maybe got one holding and two further forward. What's, what differences are required from you? Or how does that affect the team out of interest? Or does it? No, it doesn't really affect the team, really. It's more of a... I think it depends on how the other team's set up. So if the other team have two strikers and they and then we have the one pivot in front, that helps us massively because we can obviously get that one pivot to shield that striker's feet and then the other one can come around so we can kind of half be... It's kind of similar to like a 3v2 kind of thing. We can kind of mm. try and wind them out of the game and then we deal with the balls in my hand and the pivot just deals with anything in the front. Mm. Again, not going to do everything, but it massively helps, isn't it? Then again, it would have played, they're playing one striker. They won't necessarily need the pivot in front because we've got the two centre halves to get the one. So obviously, as a manager, yeah, you want to sense. understand what is the requirements of that game and who you're playing against. And obviously, sometimes mm. that's why a lot of formations change in game as well. If you get me, but uh, mm. I'm able to adapt to it. On that note, Dej, sorry, guys. Um... Who, who was the most? Who's, who's been the most difficult opposition player you've played against, Dej, and why? Um, see, this is going to be a shock. Like, I played against some some like, obviously players that are well known, but I'll probably say the hardest one for me was probably Akin Fenway, You know? Yeah, understandable. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the weirdest thing is, yeah, like, the weirdest thing is we trained together for a year. I was going to say, yeah, yeah, six months, yeah. six months prior to me playing against him. Mm. You know what I mean? And obviously in training a couple of times, I've done really well. And I was thinking, yeah, like, I know how to play against B, blah, 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 yeah, blah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come to the game now, bro. Like, he just held me like, oh, and I was like, I ain't moving. Stay there. <laughs> and, like, there was even one point, I think he touched it. He touched it like a bit in, far in front. Yeah. So I tried to like, get around him and get in front. Yeah. He barged me, yeah. He barged me, yeah, bro. I went flying on the floor, like face down in the grass <laughs> like that, yeah. Like he got it, he turned and he went in it. And I was like, bro, bro. <laughs> like, I got out the gut, I was like, it's... <laughs> <laughs> Just working out where you were. I just jumped back. I just jumped back there. I was like, "Wow, man, this guy's this guy's unreal." And he scored like so. He scored a joke of a goal as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they took him off at half time, and I was fuming, man. They took him off at half time. That's massive. Yeah, That's half-time. massive. Nah, 
Nah, nah he's a joke, man. The guy's so good. Like, he's so strong. And his, his feet are good, you know. People don't realise how good his feet are. Yeah. Nah, I, I, I rate Akin Femme as a player. I think he's, um, I think he's a top player. What... It can move sort of with your, with your own sort of um, playing dead. Like obviously, we, we were speaking previously about where you most feel comfortable and all that type of stuff. Um, what, what what are your aspirations in terms of you know a playing position going forward? Do you want to nail down being a fullback? Do you want to be a centre midfielder, a centre up? What what do you want to do? What does Dejo Shalaja want to do in an ideal world? Um, I feel like I feel like in the position I'm in right now, I feel like I feel like I'm a defender. Um, I feel like I have done well in the centre midfield area. Mm. But I feel like overall, I say I'm a defender. You know, like I have a fullback or centre half. I prefer to be fullback, obviously. Yeah. But um, obviously, I could do a very good job, which I have done as centre half like, for the majority of my career. You know, I feel like it just depends on the manager, what the manager needs, what the manager sure. wants from me. If sure. I'm going to be fullback, and I'm going to get a good one in the team at fullback, and obviously, I'm willing and more than happy to do that. Again, with centre mid and centre half. Yeah. But, um, no, um, I feel like it's something that I'll sit down in the summer and discuss properly. Of course, of course. And and on that note as well, Dad, you see. Um, I mean, we were speaking about James Milner uh, previously, wasn't we, in terms of versatility and all that stuff. Do you do you believe that where where the game is going now and how it's evolving in terms of you know uh, you know old school, new school managers, different ideas, philosophies, ideologies, and how to play the game? Do you think we're going to see a lot more um, sort of versatile players in the next generation, or do you think like players are going to drop off? And what, what what do you reckon with how the game is changing? No, I feel like. I feel like, I feel like, I feel like there's going to be a lot more players like Mona. Okay. You know, I think if you look at like for example Ajax, they do that. You know, um, like coming through their youth setup as well. Yeah. Um, like sometimes they'll have centre mids playing centre back or left yeah. back or even in the ten sometimes. Do you know what I mean? Likewise, they'll have strikers playing left back. Do you know what I mean? So I feel like the more versatile you are, the more doors you open for yourself. You know? And mm. I feel like, especially with this COVID situation, I don't feel like a lot of clubs are going to have financial backing like for a while. Oh, so they may have to like players may have to convert to different positions and figure out ways to play in different positions because obviously just to obviously protect clubs and stop them from buying players. And yeah, 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 for sure. Have the financial power too. Yeah, that makes sense. No, I'm a believer. I do. I think sort of this this whole situation is going to have a knock on effect for a few years too when it's dead. So I don't think the game as we know it will be 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 the same again ever. Um, but I think financially it's taken such a kick in. It'll be interesting. But again. Onus is now on the young players. You know, any young player that's in the game or is inspiring, like aspiring to get there, Dej, I think this is this is the time. This is the time you've got to take a chance. As far as I'm concerned, one hundred percent, one hundred percent, you're right. And 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 on the note of young players, guys, I know you've got a point. I know he's ready to go. Look, look at him. Go on, guys. Go on. Uh, the first one, I've got two for you, and they, they defo link in. Uh, they link into our kicks program as well. Um, the first question, I guess, is what are the benefits? Um, of playing with older players at a younger age. Like obviously, you mentioned the Saturday morning session that they all used to hold at the Lions Centre where, you know, you were 14 and you were playing against the 18, 19-year-olds. How do you feel you benefited uh, from that experience? Um, for me, it was massive, man. Obviously, like I said, 14 playing up was mad because the older boys are just physically stronger and bigger. I don't know what it is down south. Everyone seems to be strong. Do you know what I mean? Everyone seems to be big and cool. <laughs> everything. So yeah. you've got to figure out other ways to kind of like beat your man, should I say. And there's no older that's going to allow you to rip them. Do you know what I mean? Because you're, young, you're the younger boy, innit? So obviously, mm. and, you, and if, for example, I'm playing defence for my teammates, Tommy, get back or whatever, because they're older than me, innit? Do you know what yeah, I'm yeah. saying? <laughs> Do you get me? So you learn, yeah, how, yeah. you learn how to grow up and you learn how to like adjust your games against different opponents, innit? Whereas if I'm playing against mm. my age group, 
not necessarily a test, but I was going to play it older, again, I've got to push myself even more. Mm. And you develop physically as well. Would, would, would you say you, you obviously, you, you become a little bit smarter, Dej, obviously, because physically you're not 100%. as... Uh, inept and adept as, as the older players, so you have to be a little bit smarter with like sort of how you, how you play the game, sort of your starting positions. You know, you how sharp you are and all that. Would you say that's really helped you as well? Yeah, one hundred percent. Like, like one hundred percent. Obviously, especially when I was coming up like, through the academy, dealing with obviously how I had to deal with things when I was younger at the kicks program. Mm. Helped me massively going into that side of football, having to be able to adjust and just change. Like when I trained with the res or the first team, whatever, I used to be able to do them kind of stuff, and I just used that from. Dealing with the situation, I was playing the younger boy, playing with the older back kicks, so it's good yeah. for me, man. From um, from from sort of like a senior uh, perspective, like like you are now, Dej, in, in in the game, would you encourage more players who are in who are in the setup and in the system to actually go out on loan instead of sitting in the the sort of the the eighteens and twenty threes for the duration? What and obviously, yeah, I mean, what would you suggest? Would you would you say players, the younger boys, will get more out of playing against men in in those tougher sort of, yeah, combative divisions than the youth youth side of it? What would you reckon? No, um, I definitely 100% say going on loan is a great idea for any player, like, do you know what I mean? To go and experience different environments and go and learn how to play against, like, real men and men yeah. where it matter. Obviously, the academy football doesn't really count for anything. Mm. You lose, you lose, and everyone goes home, no one really cares. Yeah, yeah. At the same time, I feel like players need to be careful where they go. And obviously, this is where like, the team really have to look after the players because you can't just send a player, yeah, definitely. maybe a jibber to a team who don't yeah. ball at all and, and, just yeah, yeah. and then he can't flourish and show what he can do. Yeah, and then yeah. The for himself is just a bit of a waste of a time, do you know what I mean? So I yeah, yeah, like I agree. Moves, yeah. I believe one hundred loan moves are important, but it has to be to the right team. I agree. Okay. Yeah, that no, makes sense. That makes sense. Guess. Um out of interest for me as well, sort of, um, you know, you growing up in the area and you've seen a lot of boys younger than you now who are sort of Pursuing careers in football, we're talking sort of the Jalangs, the DBs, the Josh Coromas. Um, how how was it seeing those boys coming through, sort of playing against them at maybe sessions and seeing you know seeing them grow up? What is it like seeing these boys now sort of making headway in the game? No, it's dope, man. It's dope, man. Like first of all, them players are a joke, by the way. Like, yeah, they all like, as in the younger the younger generation. So I say. My generation, younger than generation, my generation kicks. They're all a joke. Yeah. Like, as in, the JKs and obviously the DDs and Jalans, obviously they're, like, the ones who have obviously pushed onto the game because they're the ones that we can kind of, like, hold to and kind of look up to, should I say. But obviously, even the ones below that and the younger boys who are around them, for example, the Femiaki Wandes, the Montel, Adjimans, and you've got, like, little, my little brother at Tarek as well, them players who are Tarek, yeah, yeah. Player, who, haven't, who haven't necessarily pushed into the game to shit or are still trying to break that barrier. Yeah. Yeah. Like the kids program for that age group, there's a job. They're all good at one touch. They're all good at dribbling. They're all good at. They're literally good at everything. Like I don't know. Mm -hmm. what they're not good at. Do you know what I mean? They just need yeah. the opportunity. But no, like you said, the them three players, they're really doing well. They're really doing their thing. And when I see them, I just think, yeah, man, that's another product of our environment. Do you know what I mean? Mm. <laughs> Do you know what it is as well, Dej? And I say it to T all the time. Um, all you boys, and obviously it's. There are people doing things outside of football that come from this area. There are people that have gone on to university and they're pursuing great careers. So it's not to act like those things aren't great. But to see some of these boys who have driven to play football from a young age, including yourself, mm. now making that happen, 
for me, it's, it's great because you are inspirations to the next generation. So, Dead, you was an inspiration to the Montels, the Femis. And then it trickles down as Didi, the Jockeys, the Jalangs, they see that they want to make it. And the Abrahams, they don't want to make it. For real. Trickle down effect. And when they see it's doable, oh, wow, they can do it, I can do it, sort of thing. And it's literally proven to be true. No, but that's thanks to you guys, though, man. Like, you guys set up the programme. You guys put the platform for us to be able to play, to be able to come together to obviously harness our skills, should I say, yeah. So, mm. listen, if it weren't for the kicks programme, we might not be here today having this conversation, innit? So, obviously, I just thank you for that. Sure. That's, that's amazing. amazing. But I think as well, Dej, like, on, from a foot, like, obviously, we, the footballing perspective, it's all there for all to say, uh, to see, sorry, and I say to Gaz all the time, but I think as well, like, your, yourself in particular, in terms of how you carry yourself, like, as a man, is an mm. inspiration for these lads as well. You know, one of the most mm. humble humble people I know who's a professional footballer. Like, as I said the other day, he's like, if if he didn't know you personally, you'd never know that you're a footballer just because of the way that you, you carry yourself and you're very you're very sort of down to earth and all that. So that in itself, your sort of your personal um, touch, if you will, is, is massive for these boys because they look up to you and they think, I want to be like Dejo Larger, and it's true. I'm not just talking about the kicks boys. I'm talking about young, young Charlton fans, young football fans. You know what I mean? So I think for me personally, uh, Dejo getting too sentimental never change who you are as a person because it's it's, yeah. it's it's such a good look, man. It's such a good look. You know, so oh, yeah. I appreciate that highly, man. Thank you very much. Pre- Listen, it's all about it's all about loud. Like, me, I've never been that loud guy anyway. You know, what I mean, obviously, I like to have a good time. I'm, I'm, of course, of course. I'm it, but I just yeah, feel yeah. like I feel like as a man, you should you should learn to be humble, and, and then you should obviously just take things as they are. I don't try to don't try to sh- show off too much of people's faces. In it, do you know what I mean? Like, no, yeah, no, man, of course. Like, it's a lifestyle, isn't it? It's a lifestyle. Of course, it is. Of course. And you, and you know what? Going to be a little bit controversial now. I just want to talk about. The rest of the Oshalaja brothers. I want to talk about, um, you know, who, who, who's the best Oshalaja bro- uh, brother, Dej? I'm saying my, my little brother, man. He's the best out of all of us. He's a baller, man. Hey, you see, Kiki. He's the best out of all of us. Man. Do you know what? It is, Dej. And I don't even want to interrupt you because I want to hear from you. But you see, Kiki, yeah, like me, Tang, Tom, like we've taken these boys to a couple of tournaments, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah. And obviously, don't get me wrong, the, the, the boys we mentioned before, Jelang's Josh, brilliant players you see Kiki his appetite for the game and his love for it and you can see it in when he, when he plays but he's so intelligent because it, I'm not gonna act like, he's not the biggest physical player for the position he plays in but his understanding of football top guys do you know what's mad do you know what's mad as well yeah like I remember because I haven't been home for a while and I was I remember him being good but just like he was young innit yeah 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 I remember like I'd never seen him play though, like properly. I'd never, I'd, like, mm. I'd, like I think about four years ago, I'd never seen him play properly. But I just heard that he was good, innit? Do you know what I mean? I just heard that he was good. And Kiki, you know the way he talks as well, like he's very confident in himself, innit? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> but I've never seen you play, bro. I went to watch him play, and I was like, fam. As in, then he started playing with us, like, and like we would do like nine v nine, and I thought, whoa, like just how you play. Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, technically he's a joke. Do you know what I mean? Technically he's a joke. Yeah, he's six one. He's not very big, but he just knows how to strong. He's and and he loves the game. Yeah, he loves it as well. That, but he's very good on the ball as well. So like, no nah, man, listen. If he can get opportunity, then he can play. But listen, like Tarek for example, I didn't realize Tarek's thing was that good. I didn't. Really, I didn't even know. Tarek's a joke. Yeah, Tarek's a joke. Like, players, yeah. They're all. They're all good. Like they're so good. And I don't. I just don't know where they come from. Literally, man. They're not just like. Well, a joke. A joke. They haven't had bad shooters, though, Dej, in fairness. Let's, let's have it right. Do you know what I mean? Like, the brothers yeah, are half decent, yeah, you know, good, so, yeah. you know. Yeah, we, were good, we, were, we were good, but them not now, yeah. They just look like, 
they're just sharp, man. Do you know what I mean? They're yeah. really, really good. I, no, I like. I enjoy watching them play as a man's thing. Yeah, that's oh. it, you know. I remember. And I think that leads us into the All Star game, T, doesn't it? Uh, do you know what? Yeah, we haven't even planned this, guys, but that is a great conversation starter. Yeah, no. Um, do that again, man. We've got um, the third instalment. It's probably going to be 2021 now, guys, isn't it? Way it's looking. It'll be 2021. Yeah, yeah. Um, as it stands, dead, as we know, it's 1 1 in game. So it's going to come down to the, to, to the final. The final instalment. Like wow. T, do you want to explain to the viewers what the All Star game is? Do you want to tell them what it is? Just so that yeah, they understand what we're talking about. I try not to get too emotional. Right, yeah, no, jokes aside. But the All Star game, ladies and gentlemen, for those that are not familiar with it today, um, it's basically a, an event, a spectacle, a festival of football um, with the older generation of, of kicks participants. So from, from, from Deddy's era if you will, um, sort of down to like the, the newest generation, what we were just talking about there earlier with uh, sort of Deshan Dolin, Josh Caroma, Jelaine Jaisemi, Montel and them boys. So we sort of do old boys versus the, the, the young guard, if you will. Uh, we've had two fantastic games to date. Um, it's 1-1 one, one on games. So it's, um, it's in the balance and it's going to be an interesting uh, third game in 2021 now by the way ladies and gentlemen I look forward to it then but um it's been amazing man. I look forward to it we got slapped the first game wow yeah we, we don't, said, don't talk about that I don't even want to talk about that man. We, we've done it Dej never Dej was a long time ago yeah it's, it's fine <laughs> we've done it we've done <laughs> See, that second it. game Dej yeah it's a shame you missed it bro because uh, <laughs> <laughs> no Dej it was Dej it was it was uh yeah, I mean, I don't get you wrong, Dej. It was, it was a couple of a couple of uh, players were questionable in terms of their contracts that they'd signed that were actually playing. That's for another yeah. day. But in terms of the, the quality of the game, it was uh, oh, it was unbelievable, guys, wasn't it? Brilliant, brilliant. I think it was the JK sending off that that changed the game because <laughs> it, it was three one at the time. They were winning three one, the young boys. JK yeah. sent off. Yeah. And then, and then, yeah. Yeah, great game. Great game. No, great game. Resilience, man. The olders just didn't have it. Yeah, yeah. No, but no, no, but Dej, you know what it was? Do you remember? Because I remember what we was having a chat by outside the change rooms after the first one, Dej. Do you remember? Because he was talking about what he was going to be doing football wise. And I remember speaking to him, I said, How was it, Dej? He was just like, them boys are too fit. <laughs> they just run. <laughs> they just run and they run and they run. Keep going, keep going, keep going. And the thing is at the time, yeah. I don't think the olders have played football for a while. Nah, nah. A lot of us were like nah. office workers and stuff like that. So yeah, yeah. It was a shock to the system, is it? Do you get what I'm yeah. saying? Obviously, the second game, they became more prepared, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. No, it's, um, it's, it's a spectacle. So, yeah, I would I would encourage the viewers to make sure you, you keep tuned in with this movement and uh, yeah, yeah and get ready for that third instalment. And obviously, the first game is on YouTube, by the way. The first it game is. is on our YouTube channel. So, it um, is. You yeah, didn't get the second one, which is a shame, but the first one's on there. No, nah, it was it was quality. It was quality. Um, but yeah, all star game coming for 2021. Guys, any any other bits and bobs for Dej before we round up? Um, I'm all good. I just want obviously I don't know if what you've got T lined up in terms of questions. I just want to obviously thank Dej for his time. As Tom said, um, genuine pleasure to know you as a person. Yeah, um, the way you the way you sort of carry yourself and you you talk about sort of great the program and your affiliation to it and just how you carry yourself as a person is top notch. Yeah. Um, so thank you for your time because you don't have to give up your time for us. You know, you you could be doing anything right now. Well, not really actually to be fair because you're locked up. Yeah, yeah, you got anything else to do, Dej. So, yeah, I mean, no. you, could be, you could be on your PS4. You could be looking after your little man, but you've taken up a bit of time to speak to us. So we're obviously no, very cool, friendly. No, thank you. Anytime, man. Literally, anytime, man. For real, man. Literally, man. Brilliant. We're friends, isn't it? So it's cool, man. This is nothing. This is like our friends having a chat, man. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Yeah, That's a fair point. 
no, that is a fair point. And I think, yeah, for me, Zed, you know, not enough, not enough words to speak about. Yeah, thank you very much for your time. And it was the second time this week as well. Um, so, uh, shambles. But yeah, listen, boys, it's been an absolute pleasure. Um, Zed, all the best for, for the restart when it happens. Um, carry on being a great dad with, uh, with a little man. Uh, and he will be starting with me all in the next eight years. So, um, <laughs> that's, that's for that. No. But listen, Zed, thank you for your time. Um, it's been an absolute pleasure. Cheers, guys. Thank you. And we'll see you soon. Take care. Take care, guys. Nobody likes us. We don't care. It's South London. It's crazy over there. Nobody likes us. We don't care. Welcome to the jungle. It's lions out here. With my left, Ronaldo with my right They gon' tell me that I'm crazy But it's all up in my mind If I think it then it's possible I get it cause I want it all Even when I was in school I knew that I was different Cause I do things with precision Like when David Beckham crossed the ball Cause on the pitch I'm doing things To make them stop and pause One steps, Ravana on a man I swear I'm up next Half follies, side follies, nutmegs Much stress Take that boy to school I'm a shark in this ocean You a fish in a pool MOMs, top scorers Bring my awards I'm lifting a wall I'm Brett King in the 90s No challenge taken lightly My boots ain't even pricey I ain't into looking pretty I'm into getting gritty In the midfield I get busy Hit the wall and take him with me Nobody likes us We don't care It's South London It's crazy over there Nobody likes us We don't care Welcome to the jungle, it's lions out here Nobody likes us, we don't care It's South London, it's crazy over there Nobody likes us, we don't care Welcome to the jungle, it's lions out here